0: So if you haven't heard, Anchor is the one-stop shop place for you to create a platform of your dream. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenerships. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So go and download the Anchor app today
1: no more excuses no more average it doesn't matter who you are what you look like where you come from you can
0: step into your highest self right now it's quick bites that lead to big impact that's right it's beautiful
1: mind with your host law of love
0: Welcome back. This is beautiful. My season seven, episode seven. Today we have one of my favorite people in the whole entire world. Uh, she is a person that, you know, has been working for her recovery, her sobriety. And uh, she has a story that can truly inspire somebody that is listening. She is Emily and uh, she's all the way out from maritime right now. I think, right bud. Yeah. No talk. Let's, let's, let's talk. Let's vibe. Um, so how's college so far? You went back there
1: yeah um it's pretty good. It was a little tough there's it's super triggering sometimes not gonna lie. like the bathrooms are triggering because like you know like used to do shit in there. but um what type of shit are we talking about? you know, like drugs and everything but um I I'm like making the best of it. I don't really go out that much, but every time I go out like I bring a sober friend. And my friends are really good. I have a great support group and my best friends are awesome. Like uh, they're not sober, but like one of them will stay sober for the night with me. So that's awesome. Like about them, but um, yeah, college is pretty good. It was really hard to get back into the mode of things because I'm not used to like taking tests or like doing anything without drinking and drugging. Like, like even without Adderall, like, you know what I mean? Like I'm not yeah. used to doing things without any kind of substance in my body. And like, so it's kind of it was hard at first, but like I'm getting in the groove of things now. I'm like I'm actually like retaining information, so it's kind of cool. Like I like read something the other day and like answered a question in my math class, and I was like, oh my god, like that's crazy. Oh fuck, like, yo, this is what it's like to learn. Yeah, yeah, I was like, damn, I was like, damn, sis, I got it. Like, oh, but that's
0: but that's too. So like, let's get let's get into it, right? So, um, we met in AA like right in, back in the summer, right? And we're at the beach. And I was like, yo, who's that? First, I tried to like hit on you like low key, but it, I was like, right. oh, I thought you, yeah, because yeah, you know, I'm a lesbian. And yo, you turned out to be literally one of my best friends. And and I've watched you, I've watched you grow too. We grew together, but I remember like when you were struggling and um, that's when I knew you were like my person. We had a special bond when, when you went away. And I, I wrote to you and yeah no like i don't know like that i felt like that wasn't me and i think i i think i might have been sober at that time and i'm i think after that i might have relapsed but let's talk about your story like where did this all go back from um
1: yeah like let's get into it all right so i've been drinking since i was about 14 i always drank more than like the next guy i guess i'd say so like i mean it's pretty normal for like a young kid to like drink but like my friends would like have a sip of vodka and be like, ew. And I'd be like, oh my God, like this shit's great. Give me the bottle. And, yeah. So like, I'd always started, it started pretty young and like, I was always like, so intrigued with drugs. Like I was always like, oh, like, let's do this. Let's do that. Where can I get this? Where can I get that? Like anything, any kind of drug, any kind of drug, like I would be down to do it. And um, yeah, so it started when I was young. I remember like, well, I don't really remember much, but I, <laughs> I remember, like, oh, I just remember, like, always being different and, like, standing out. And, like, I felt, like, felt normal when I drank. Like, I felt like I was more fun. Like, I felt yes. like everybody loved me. Like, I was, like, the life of the party. Like, I was, like, like, the party didn't show up until I was. Oh, you came. Yeah, yeah. That was, like, me. Yeah, like, once I was there and I was fucked up, like, I was, like, yes.
0: The whole vibe oh, like, went up in the fucking room when you walked in. Yeah, like, I'm like that's that?
1: not true. That's yeah, not true, not. though. Like, that's just <laughs> my not. alcoholic ego, selfish mind, like, thinking, like, oh, yeah, it's all about you. It's all about you. But, like, at the end of the day, like, my drinking came to me drinking alone in my room. Mm. So, like, just to feel something other than myself. And, like, yeah, I drank to feel, like, out of myself. I drank to feel other than what I was feeling. But at the bottom line, like, I drank because I'm an alcoholic and an addict. Like, I drank because I have a disease. I drank because, like, I needed it to function. Like, if I didn't drink and drug, I was not myself. I was completely different. Like, people, if I wasn't high or drunk, people would be, or even just, like, a couple sips. Like, people didn't even know, like, how much I was drinking. Like, no idea.
0: Wait, I have a question. I have a, I have a question, ready? So, because I relate so hard with you and I want to bring this up because, like, did you ever feel like, like, cause your identity, right? You, lesbian, right? Cool? Yeah. Right, so, but that played a huge role in my, like, you know, identifying who I am, being proud of who I am. I didn't really want to get to know me. Like, is this who I am? Did that play in any sort into like your identity with drinking and, and you know, drugging? Cause for me, I feel like, I didn't really even know who I was because I couldn't accept it uh, in the beginning, probably. Um,
1: but what about you? I feel like I'm always, I've always been pretty accepting of like who I was like occasionally, like I'll fall for like a guy and like, yeah. but like, it'll be like, cause I feel like I fall for like personalities instead of like, like what you have, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? But like, I feel like mostly, yeah, I'm gay. But I don't think I'm like very accepting of who I am. Like I love who I like at the end. I didn't love who I was, but I don't think it had to do with me being gay. Like I just think it had Mm -hmm. to be being like my looks and like I didn't love like when I like I used to brush my teeth in the mirror. I mean in the shower, like because I couldn't look in the mirror. Like I used to like, bro. Like I'm not even kidding. Like I could. I hated myself. Yeah, hated.
0: So, uh, I can relate to that though. I remember you sharing about that because you know, thinking back and hearing you say that because you you always uh, share that and that always sticks with me because it's kind of like yeah, you hated what you saw because you knew you had so much shame, remorse, guilt, fucking lying, running, cheating, stealing, and like who oh, the fuck yeah. is, you look in the mirror and you're like, yo, what the fuck does even look like me? Like I
1: and I was skin and bones. Yes, like like did you bond. have that?
0: Did you have that moment where that time you did look at yourself in the mirror and you're like. Yo, like, I didn't even feel myself when I did that. How about you?
1: Like, weren't you so fucking numb? You're like, I didn't even recognize myself? At one point, yes. But, like, other times, like, when I did look in the mirror, like, because I was, like, addicted to tanning, too. Like, going into tanning beds. So, I was tanning, sniffing cocaine, and drinking all the time. That times are fucked up. Yeah. So, like, all the time. And I, I was literally skin and bones. So, like, but I was tan and, like, everything like that. So like I would look in the mirror sometimes and be like, damn, I look good. Yeah. But I look like shit, yo. Like I look at pictures now and I'm like, oh my God. Like my friends would be like, like my friends look at pictures and they're like, damn, like you look bad, dude. Like you look so much better now. And like, I just feel better. Like I feel like, like I don't even know. Like, well, you I got a glow, cool. girl. No, you no, do. I like feel you like do. You, no, you know what's like really inspiring about
0: you? That because you know I love the fuck out of you. I really do. Like you have such a special oh, place. Yeah. yeah, you have such like so, you have such a special place in my heart because we. I don't know. Uh, it felt like at least when it comes to like being in a big room with people. Like I'm very sociable, but I I'm very introverted. And like me and you are like these tomboy people when we hang out, we could actually have a catch. And it was kind of like an acceptance thing. And it felt so good to be a part of like, in the beginning of sobriety, like having you, because, you know, like I always felt different when it came to like dressing up in, in, in a dress, like, um, you know, because people are talking about boys and I was talking about girls, you know? Um, not, I, I knew, this is like before, you know, like that uncomfortability with your skin and like always fucking knowing that something is weird. Like I'm different. Yeah. And that feeling like, I look at you though, and where you were, like where you were, like, I'm just really so proud of you because even though relapse is, part, like, relapse is part of your story, right? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Let, let's talk about that. Let's inspire, like, let's, let's put the light on that. Can we talk about
1: it? Yeah, I don't mind. I mean, like, realistically, relapse is a part of recovery. Like, recovery is not linear whatsoever. Like, um, when I went to rehab the first time this year, I relapsed literally, like, a week later. Because I didn't do the work, yo. Like when I went to rehab, I was like, "This is like a vacation, like this is crazy." I was like, "I was community leader, like I was like so positive and like so like this is great," and like because people were like had it so much worse than Mm. me, and I was like, "Oh me, I'm not an addict or an alcoholic." Like I was like, "I'm not homeless, like I'm not this, I'm not that, like I'm not any of that." And then,
0: but you um.
1: Yeah. So until I was, and then, um, we yeah, are, whatever, what we
0: are, we both are.
1: <laughs> yeah, literally. So like, um, whatever. So like, I was like, relapse. I couldn't imagine my life without drinking and drugging. I, I mean, I've been in a program for about a year and a half, two years now. Like I used to drink on a zoom meetings. Like I would literally be like this and like go over here and drink. And then, like, that was that. So, like, I've been, like, relapsing and having clean time and whatever. But after rehab, I relapsed, went back to rehab, took it seriously, but then hung out with, like, the wrong people. They were like, oh, like, I literally have cocaine. And I was like, I couldn't say no. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, like who gives a drug addict drugs, like, giving a puppy a cookie? So I was like. Ha, <laughs> like, Yeah. You know, like, but, like, I could have said no, but, like, I was also 30 days into recovery. So, like. Like, I'm very weak and impressionable. So, I obviously said yes, relapse. Uh, then, I, my parents were like, then I went on like a couple day bender. Oh, wait, I'm trying to think. Then I went back to treatment and then um, came home. I was clean for a little bit, I had like three months. And then, this is like, I was doing really well. Then, I was hanging out with this girl, right? Hanging out with this girl. And she was like, she was definitely the wrong person to hang out with. All my friends were like, red flag, red flag, red flag. And like to me, like red flags are green. Like I'm like, oh yeah, I love that. Like yeah, she's crazy, love it. Like that's green. That's my type. That's my type. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, so I'm like hanging out with her, and she comes forward to me, tells me she's still using, and I was like, yo, that's so hot. And she was like. Um, she took that as initiative to go buy me cocaine and she bought me an eight ball, put it in front of my face. And I was like, what? And I couldn't say no. And then she bought me cocaine and a 12 pack white claws. Couldn't say no. Then I relapsed. Uh, then basically found myself, my parents found out and then they were like, basically like either like get out or go back to treatment. And I was like, well, I'm not going back to treatment. Like, I'm not going back to dream life because obviously it's not helping. So, like, I don't know what I want to do. Like, blah, blah. Like, I don't want to stop doing drugs and, like, stuff like that. But at the same time, like, I wanted to stop. And because, um, like, genuinely, I, I don't want to do drugs. Like, it's a full-time fucking job. And I'm going. I'm not even getting paid for it.
0: Yeah, dude, you're fucking investing and you're losing money. And it's like dry. Yeah. But wait, wait. I, I want to yeah. talk about. It. I want to talk about this real quick, right? Because like relapse is part of my story, and I love that it is because each time I did, I was at the um, Cortege Beach meeting. That's when I would, yeah. and that shit. I, you know, <clears throat> I used to go night benders, and I would go there, and I would go and I fucked up and I fucked up. But the one thing that my dad always told me, and I always share some of my story, is you know he talks about this guy, and he said keep coming back, keep coming back. After like twenty five years, it, it clicked to him. Um, you know, because the guy would show up to the meetings for for years fucked up. And the one day that he kept, sho- he, kept but he kept, showing up, some days that would kick him out, but then one day it hit him and, and he got the program and he's sober today and he's running all these groups. But it's like, you know, one thing that, that always is, is common in your story too in mine, which is why we are sober today is that we kept showing up because we knew we wanted it, but it was our disease. that was such like, it was like a fucking beast. And it's everyday it's thing.
1: terrible. Yeah,
0: like it's, if you're not, you know, it's like the obsession. Like, that was the hardest part, right? In the beginning is that obsession. Yeah. Like, with that girl, how did you get into that? Did, is that right after your, like, recovery when you got home? Or you were kind of like, well, what happened with that? Because you kind of set yourself with up girl?
1: to the girl? Yeah, like,
0: you set yourself um, up to fail.
1: That- yeah, I definitely set myself up to fail. Uh, she seemed pretty normal at first. And then she definitely was out to, like, sabotage me for some odd reason. I'm not too sure why um yeah i don't really know because honestly like yeah i could be a shitty person like during addiction and like i definitely like could be but like i never was like mean to her or anything and then some people are just like misery loves company and she was a very miserable person so and am like, and I was not a miserable person. So like- No, you're not, yeah. You're not yeah, a person. Yeah, like she wanted to drag me down. So
0: like, I wanted I want to say that though, when I, cause I remember about my relapse, sorry to interrupt you, but when, when you, cause now you said that and I got chills because that makes sense now, um, right? Cause we're sharing our experience and it's keeping us both sober. I remember yeah. that, I remember that when, i relapsed i was around like that environment again like i wanted sobriety but then i put myself in a spot and then the person that was in sobriety too they wanted to see me go down too with them so they're not fucking alone so we're both Going down, like it made the other person feel good that let me drag you with me because
1: you know, if you're yeah, gonna go down, exactly, yeah, and we're both going down together, yeah, and we're
0: both going down. And at that point, like it's that, but that's where that sight chain came, right? Right after that, where you're like, holy shit, I gotta make a change here after this,
1: yeah. Like, once, um, once I went to sober living, I had like a whole new like understanding of like everything because this last place I went to, Footprints for recovery, and it like that place like changed my life like i finally got like all the tools that i needed and like really got to like the roots of my problems and like why i use and like my disease and just like shit like that and like my therapist was not like sugarcoating anything like she was like like she would tell me straight up how it is and i really appreciate like i need that i because i like to sugarcoat shit. like i am very sensitive like i come off very tough And I come off like, oh, I don't care. But, like, on the inside, I'm, like, fucking, like, I'm, like, damn, all right. you fucking say that to me? I'm, like, oh, God. You know what I mean? But, like, so, like, my therapist was awesome. And, like, all the counselors there, like, genuinely cared so much. Like, you never, like, you could go to, like, multiple treatment centers. And, like, the treatment centers I went to, Dream Life and Footprints, were so different because, like, I went to another treatment center for outpatient and like they didn't care, like you could tell they didn't care, and then when I went to these two inpatient ones, they were so different like they cared so much like they would literally like cry because they cared so much like that's crazy insane. No, because you know what you just like said they,
0: that's what probably causes people and kids right they pay this money to go there and they they the parents send them off or wherever how old they are they go there expecting that they're that you're going to get treated in this nice like you know program that is wants to see everybody succeed and because of the way that it's ran it affects your sobriety of your image your the way that you're accepting your disease the work that you're doing versus this other place it presented you with the actual like pathway to peace and recovery and acceptance so yeah, that's, something exactly. that, that's crazy to me because you know that shit pisses me off because i think about i think about my childhood best friend that passed away She there's five houses down and you know like a treatment center could really fuck you or kill you um, if you leave, like it it really, the power, Mm -hmm. and that's just, I'm happy you brought that up because your experience when you relapsed was, it wasn't good, right? Like you didn't have a good, you didn't have a good like rehab, right? The first
1: time? No, the first time, like the rehab was good, but like the outpatient I went to after was horrible. Okay, boom,
0: and now this time around, right? How is it? It was great. It's great, and how Mm -hmm. are you, and you're sober?
1: Yeah, like, I'm good. Like, now I just do AA and, like, um, stuff like that. But, like, my sober house that I just got out of, like, the PHP I was doing, uh, which is partial hospitalization, was amazing. Well, like, what's that? What's that? Talk, like, let's, let's talk to the viewers about that.
0: What is that whole uh, thing?
1: Partial hospitalization is, like, instead of, like, inpatient, it's, like, um, you go to, like, a rehab type thing from 9 in the morning to 3 in the afternoon. And then that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. And then you go back you to sober overhouse. You do like groups and counseling and everything like that. And then um, I actually, when I was in sober living, I had a job. I worked at Target. So. Oh, wow. You know. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing you
0: there. You were doing crazy yeah. colors with your hair and shit. Yeah, I dyed my hair blue. That's yeah. powerful. Yeah, no, I saw it. I like you here better like that, though like this yeah 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 but you know like but you still look good but you know that's just crazy that the power of the program that is presented to you you know even though it's the 12 steps we know like that's an action program that keeps us sober and i'm great i'm just so grateful that you're part of the circle because i feel like in this world you know like at least for myself i can't speak for you but you know like when you for me I noticed that when I wanted, when I look at my sobriety and I noticed that like who's bringing out the best in me and whose sobriety, who is in front of me that's leading their sobriety with more years that I want to be like, when I can't see the person in front of me that I want to be like, then I know I'm at the wrong place. And that's exactly. what because when that happens, and it, you know, it doesn't matter how many friends you have, cause it's not about that for me. If you know, I want to talk about this is that is a huge thing is, being able to be self-aware, knowing what your sobriety looks like and what you want it to look like is, it has to be surrounded by you all the time. And I remember this one time when we were back with the um, with other friends. It was triggering mm. for me when I first started because it wasn't, it was too much party-like and it was um, music yeah. and um, triggering that I started to get into the black and milds and bad juju, not, you know what I mean? But like for me, my soul, like it was new. And I had to make a choice. What is best for my sobriety? Because if I don't get out now and realize what's the next right move, what do I got to be around next? Can't be stagnant. Right. That'll cause you to drink. So mm-hmm. it's just amazing though, like that, me and you always, we always like this. And yeah, stuck by each other's side. Yeah, like, I'm so fucking grateful for that because you know what, at the end of the day, yeah. I had a hard time accepting that AA friends, I would say AA friends and friends like hey friends and friends and I never really I had a hard time accepting that they could all be like lifelong friends. Uh, but you know, because sometimes you don't want to let anybody in. Like I don't want to be friends with fucking everybody at the right? Like how did you how do you maneuver your your support group and who you surround yourself by? Like what's your approach to
1: to your sobriety? Like
0: that works for you.
1: Or that um Yeah. Totally. Well I have I have two sponsors and I'm like I have two sponsors. One's from New Jersey, from my sober house, and then I'm still with Karen, and she's awesome. Great. Like my sponsors are amazing. Like my one sponsor has twenty five plus twenty five years. Wow. And yeah, she's she's great, and she has like this crazy personality. Like she's awesome. Like she's just, I want what she has, and like when I call her, like instantly mood changed. Like That's I call. Beautiful. Fuck. Yo, you're there. Right. so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, technical difficulties up in here. Sorry, it's my Wi Fi. Right. Um so I have she's two crazy. Yeah, she's awesome. And Karen is amazing. She she's amazing. She's just such a kind woman. Like oh my she's God. Just, I want I wanna be as calm as her like and as like not she doesn't get angry you know what I mean she's just so peaceful
0: and I just want to be
1: like yeah so and like my best friends like I have like all right so there's like a group of us we call each other the bottom six like it's just a joke so but um they're just my best friends and like yeah they're not sober like they're my regular friends but like if I if we were like going out for a night and I was like hey guys like can we just, like, not drink? Like, can you guys just, like, not drink in front of me? I'm, I, no doubt in my mind would they be like, yeah, sure, like, whatever. But as a true friend, that, that's, like, that's powerful what you're saying. Yeah, like, I don't think that they'd be like, oh, my God, you're ruining my night. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm going, like, I just don't think that. Like, my friend, like, I told you, like, I went out two weekends ago with my friend uh, for her birthday, and my friend stayed sober with me like and she does she's not sober she was like just come with us i'll stay sober with you and i you're was like go a-
0: yo you're like that's like a different perspective because it's like you if you go and you're out of here right and i'm like oh yo you can't drink we're gonna go to the bar right send myself up to fail like me you're in this you're in this college scene so that's a really interesting perspective that like it's not the same as, as my experience, right? Like if I'm going to the bar, oh, you can't drink. It's different. So like that's really good for you that you have people like right where you're at. Like you're in college. It's like a fucking party Yeah. And stuff, you know? So that's that's when you know you got real friends and just make sure you're very aware of like if they choose to, like how, make sure you got like your, you yeah, got, no, you got like, the got phone, call. Call you got the phone, yeah. You, know? you got the yeah, phone call, like, you pick up your
1: phone exactly and like they were like drinking the other night and I was just like oh like I just won't come around or like I'll stop by for like five minutes and like I just hung out for like a half hour and then I was like all right like I'm gonna leave I'm like I don't care and then like I'll do a meeting like it's not that big of a deal like it's not like and if I get a craving like I'll leave or like you know what I mean like I'm just like I've matured so much like after going to footprints to recovery like Mm -hmm. I've matured so much like I'm just like different now. Like I, I just right feel now. like, yeah. Like I'm just like different. Like I'm just like, I just take it more seriously.
0: Yeah, like, because I realize
1: I, that it's like life or death. Yeah, you know, I was uh, talking to one of my one of
0: uh, fellow friends from AA, and you know, it's something that in the AA book, it's a page um more about alcoholism, and it's chapter three, and it's page thirty three, and it's all about the identifier, and um the one thing that like my second sponsor always told me or that taught me like really, cause I could, I had a hard time accepting. Right. Mm-hmm. And she said, you know, as we read through the book, she said, underline every single line that you identify with. And it was like 52 things, like literally, like I, I love that chapter because, because of that, what my, my past sponsor has given me and, and, you know, led me in that way. She kept me sober. And because of that, I was able to accept that I'm powerless. Like if that didn't happen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be sober for this long. Now, listen, my shit, like I'm a type of person where, I don't know about you, so this is actually good that we're talking about it, but if I like fuck up and I, if I don't call my sponsor, um, it's kind of like, all right, I didn't call my sponsor and I don't know why the fuck I'm not calling her. Well, I get caught up in my business, right? And then I forget, like, and it's not, that's not okay. Uh, But if I fuck up, I'm like, all right, I fucked up. I'm not gonna call her anymore. Do you ever do that? Where right. it's like, I'm all
1: in or all out? It's my character. No, nah, like, nah, like, my uh, Like when I'm about to use, like, I'll do that. You know what I mean? Like when I'm like on the edge, like when I'm like on the verge of relapsing, I'll be like, like so over calling my sponsor, like just ignore her and just be like, fuck it. Like I'm in and out, I'm done. Fuck it, ignore you, fuck you, I don't care. You know what I mean? Yeah, dude, I don't know, I guess too, like, I don't know, I, you learn more about yourself, like, I'm learning about
0: my shit that, like, I, my first three months I was crying, like, I, I'm i oh, feeling, yeah. um, now six months almost, on the 13th, like, I can't even That's believe it's crazy, I'm... dude, yeah, I know, you know, and it, I'm just grateful, because, you know, growing up with my situation and all the fucked upness, like, you know, it still goes on. It still goes on, and it's really—it's not triggering. It's just like, get me the fuck out of here, cause I can't be a part of this anymore. You know, and it's like I want more to life, and I know that I'm not perfect at all. Like I'm not like, hey, yeah, 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 like like that, cause I'm building a business. Like I'm I'm making it work, and I'm, when I go on the Zoom, I make it work. But my I'm on my fourth step for like the past like six months. Not like not literally. When my, this sponsor, oh, yeah. I just hit by a month and. You know like my perfectionism keeps coming out but it's good to notice these things like like i just share it. i keep sharing about it that you know and for you like we share about these things because it allows us to heal through it and talk about it more they say right if you talk about shit more then it gets less heavy exactly yeah so like if there's anything that you really like truly want like the audience to know about about like addiction recovery life like spree it on them because
1: no no we don't know
0: who's maybe you know, might be suffering and not really Yeah, you,
1: you don't know. Like, and even if someone tells you their story, you still don't know their story. Like, you could walk past someone on the street and you don't know what that person's going through. Like, I was raised from a good family. I went to a private high school. I go to a great you college. Buy? Like, I'm a, uh, what, for high school? Yeah, St. Anthony's? St. John's. Oh, where? Oh, you little bougie. Yeah. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I went to St. John's, like, I go to Maritime, like, I'm a merchant marine, like, I'm like, like, you wouldn't expect it, like, how did I do drugs at a military, a quasi-military school, like, I work on ships, I worked on ferries, like, how did I maintain an alcohol and drug addiction, like, substance abuse problems, like, it just goes to show that, like, it can happen to anyone,
0: like, You're, bo- you're born with it, anyone. you're born
1: with it, though. It's like, I believe that, like, genetics loads the gun, but environment pulls the trigger. Woo! Yeah. Shit, yo. Say that again. Genetics loads the gun, but environment pulls the trigger. So, like, addiction runs in my family. Like, my, both my uncles, like, it runs in my family. And it, so, there's the genetics. But then I started hanging out with like these kids that like doing a lot of things and then all of a sudden I'm smoking crack and all of a sudden I'm snorting meth and then all of a sudden I'm doing like things that I never thought I would do. And then I'm drinking in the morning and then it's just like, who am I? And then I'm snorting lines before tests and like, it's just like, it takes over. Like it's a full-time job. And it's not fun. Like at first, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, I had fun. Like, yeah, like I'm I'm about to be 22 tomorrow. But like, oh shit, uh-huh. yo, send yeah, this girl some shit. Cash first App money. Birthday,
0: yo, Cash App uh, on the below. You're gonna be putting that shit down there for your birthday gift.
1: <laughs> oh stop. But um, like I don't know. Like I just like I don't even know. Like yeah, like it was fun. Like growing up, like partying and shit. But like then it got to a point where it wasn't fun anymore like it was just like I was enslaved by the drugs like I was just like taken over like I was so sick and tired of being sick and tired like I'm so tired of waking up in the morning having to snort a line like I'm so tired of that and like all well, my friends were like bro like are you okay and I'm like yeah like using it as an excuse that we're in college that I'm snorting lines in the morning but like that's not normal like we don't go to a like a party school. Like I'm a like like I said, like we go to school, like we go to school to be merchant marines. Like we don't go to school to be like like a I don't go to, like a liberal arts Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like so like I just it's just like crazy it could happen to anyone and like you it's like those people are not your friends and like the most important message to anyone that's like like I spoke in an adolescent rehab the other day from ages thirteen to eighteen and like the most important message I had to say to them was that those people are not your friends because they don't give a fuck what you are doing. They just care about the drugs because like, I have done a lot of fucked up shit for money that I am completely ashamed of and like, well, and like, whatever that's between me and God. And like, But like, yeah, it was like free money, even though it wasn't free because you don't know what I had to do for that money. And um, then I would be like, yeah, like I'll get drugs and give them to all my friends and like everyone will love me like, "Ah aha. And then um, so everyone would be like, yeah, like Emily's so cool. Like, wow, she's always got Coke on her. or Oh, she's always buying drinks for everyone. Or, oh, she's always doing this. She's always doing that. And then all of a sudden I went to rehab, checked my fucking phone, didn't have one message. From any of them, any of them. And I was like, mind blown, because I thought these people were my best friends, and that's what hurt the most. And like, like, that's truly what hurt the most. And like, I thought I would have laid down my life friending these people, but like, not like. And my real friends are the ones that stuck by my side. My real friends are the ones who told my parents I was doing coke every day. My real friends are the ones that ratted me out. My real friends are the ones that have fucking yelled at me who have, like, who have put me through tough love. My real friends are the ones who have just done, like, the ones that I've put through the ringer and have stuck by my side. Like, those are my real friends. But the other people, they are not. And, like, if you're suffering through addiction right now and you are, like with, like, a friend group or whatever, you need to reevaluate, and I'm sorry, like, that's probably the hardest part, but it's the sad truth, and other than that, another thing I like to address is the stigma, as always, that's, like, my big thing, like, I know I already talked about it before, but, like, it's just, like, I'm still me, you know, like, if anything, I'm better, and, like I said, because, like, I posted a video last week, and, like, like, if anything, I'm better, like, I'm me, but 10 times better because I'm sober, like, because I'm finally actually authentically me, you know, like, I'm not, like, filled with substances and things that were making me someone else, like, I'm really Emily now, like, I'm really, like, retaining information, I'm, like, I'm funny, like, I didn't know I was funny, like, my friends, like, I, I, Yo, you're a fucking clown, yo. Yo, like, I'm better sober. That's
0: beautiful, though. That's Like, you got me. You got me. Like, I literally chills because, like, I, uh, yeah, like, I'm the real me and I'm a better me. Like, I'm a better me. Like, that is such a fucking great mantra. And you know what? Like, I wanted you to be on here because we don't know who we are inspiring. And, you know, sometimes you have to hear this because this message could come to somebody that is listening right now in their headphones and could be struggling and they're not alone. If you're on the Long Island area, you guys, you know, give a DM. I know it's, it gets scary, but you're not alone. And, uh, we both know that like I, you're not alone in AA and it's, it's work, but it's also just like showing up and realizing that you deserve so much more and life is beyond our wildest dreams today, I sober and letting go of the, All the things that were holding us back from our truest, highest expression of ourselves as human beings um, was the drug, the drink, and our true self that God created us to be. And, you know, it's such a beautiful thing today that we're both sober. And the people that somebody, somebody might be listening that they're sober. And all we have is right now. It doesn't matter how many years, uh, months. It's just we only got this second. And... In order for us to keep it, we have to share our experience. We have to show Mm -hmm. up, go to AA, call our sponsor, uh, which I should do, uh, today, and uh, you know, but keep talking about with another alcoholic, right? Because they say only an alcoholic can only help another alcoholic. Like a a dentist could only go and fix somebody else's tooth, not a mechanic. Like you have to go to a place that you can be related and understood because somebody who's not an alcoholic, they're not gonna get what we're talking about, but it all mm-hmm. go. but but like you said before, that you are addicted to, to tanning. It's it's not just alcohol, it's everything that we do is we're addicts and alcoholics, like, so our obsession. So with that- like, now I'm
1: addicted to caffeine. Like, oh yeah, Wait, yo,
0: wait, yo, just tell them real quick the funny little part of you about the fuck when you went away with the crack, and coffee. Oh my well,
1: God, you yeah, are, so yeah. this is a funny ass story. So I went to rehab and they used to like let us make coffee so we were allowed to make coffee like whatever, like normal. Whoever like took the last cup like made the new pot. So it was normal. So one day like my roommate and I were like, yo, like let's make this like wicked strong. So we were like, all right, so we'll put like three bags of like beans in it, and then we we're like, nah, put four. I'm like, nah, put five. Nah, we'll put six. Yo, put six bags in, and then it was straight rocket fuel. And, like, everyone, like, came in the room, and it was literally, like, so strong. And, like, we were, like, bouncing off the walls. And everyone was, like, yo, this is, like, crack. And, like, it was, like, so funny. So then, like, obviously, word got back to the text because it's, like, we yeah, have a small place. Like, no one can keep their mouths shut. Like, you know what I mean? Like, There's, always snakes, There's always snakes, though There's always snakes. Yeah, one person said something, and then all the techs know. So, and then the tech tries it, and it's, like, yo, shit tastes like dirt like you guys aren't allowed to make coffee anymore and then so then we got the coffee taken away and then we were only allowed to have coffee between like nine and three and then um then I whatever that was like that that was the first time I was in rehab then fast forward a couple months went back to rehab it was still the same rule in place that I wasn't that you weren't allowed to make coffee and you could only have coffee from nine to three and um Someone was like, "Oh, this is like the stupidest rule ever. Like, I hate this place." And I was like, "Yeah, I don't know what
0: asshole ruined it for them." Yo, that's called leaving a legacy, bro. That's called leaving a legacy, right? Leaving a yep. legacy, right wait, wait, wait. You go, dude. That's a, I love that story because you know it, you're leaving a legacy of fucking coffee. How you living? Do it, yo. Tell me that thing last time. One last little inspiration because you got me fucked up on that. But you load, loading the trigger, or whatever. You're environment. All right,
1: genetics loads the gun. But environment pulls the trigger.
0: Let that sink, Let that sink in. Yo, let's, let's end the shit with a prayer. All Yo, right, which one? Damn. You pick. You pick. Let's All pick. right. Yeah, you do it. Lead it. All
1: right. Is it okay if I do serenity? Whatever one you want. It's your day, baby. All right. God, God. grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things we can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen, amen, amen. He called it back. Hey guys,
0: listen, we're gonna share. Uh, I'm gonna share right in the bottom that video that she made. Uh, it's very powerful. Um, definitely take a take a shot at that. Is it actually? Can you? Is it public? This one? Or? Yeah, it's
1: public. Cool. It's on, like it's on Instagram, but it's public. Like you can
0: share it. Yeah, so you know what? I'm gonna drop that down below, and I'll give you her social media. But really, this is just a message of strength, hope, and we're so grateful. I'm so grateful to have you. And you know what? Thank like, if you me. ever need, if you ever anybody that's listening needs to communicate, reach out. There are us right here. We are here for you just to talk. Um, don't yeah, be scared. Sure. That. Like literally, we're here 24 seven. And also, you can go on the 24 uh, seven meetings groups that they have on Zoom now. Uh, but anyways. Listen, this is such a blessed moment, and uh, we hope that you were able to take something from this um, a message of strength and hope and becoming. And it's what you do, is what you get out of life. And if you truly want to change, if you want to let go of the old, to bring in the true you, the real you, it's time to take action today. And I love you, Em, so much, and I'm so proud of I love us you too. and our recovery. And uh, so much blessings for everybody that has listened. Yo, subscribe, download, and share this with a friend. We love you guys. We're out.